Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by uh, Jerry World with No O, the SoundCloud rapper and dad of Juice World, uh, and of course also the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jerry World, how's it going? It's great, Patrick. We have successfully uh, peeled back the foreskin of the 2022 season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are <laughs> we are looking at the fully engorged member of the rest of the year coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you most excited about to take this thing head on? Uh, well, you know, I got my mouth open. I'm I'm ready to. Uh, I'm really ready to jump into some conference play and to uh, to to drain some results out of this thing. You know, we're we're all we're all sorts of excited to uh, to to kick into conference play, and that's sort of what this week is is we're we're kind of turning the corner into you know like uh there are like it's a pretty significant corner too it's like a real it's a, it's it's bending yeah it's 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 a decent <laughs> it's a decent slant that we're turning here you know you got to kind of you got to kind of get your whole uh whole mouth around it really it's sort of a challenge to do <laughs> but uh yeah we're we're turning uh we're turning a slant a little bit here and we've got what seems like about 25 impactful Big 10 games we've got some SEC games that are going to be interesting and then we also have um Ohio State's playing and so that's that's something to think about it's not going to be you know an interesting conference game but Ohio State is playing and so we've got things like that as well um, but the good part is you the listener will be interested in my psychotic rant coming both before and after this game ooh. Um, and frankly during it, the wedding I'll be attending during the game I'm probably going to ruin I mean ruin the the, the whole ceremony mm-hmm. um, by screaming out whenever the Buckeyes uh, don't get a stop on the first drive yeah you're bringing one of those old like tube TVs with you and you're setting it up on your lap and you're like sitting there watching it at the wedding that's that's the <laughs> that's the plan it's got like the bunny ears I, I have a, I'm in the second row. Like I'm not in the wedding. I'm a pretty close friend of the, you know, of, of the party. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I have headset, <laughs> visible headset on. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a, co- you look like a, like a coach on the sidelines. You've got like the, the, <laughs> the headset that has the one headphone and then like the microphone that goes around and you're, you're, uh, you're live reacting uh, straight to, you're beaming your reaction straight to the forum with text to chat. Like you're, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm I'm looking at my my delinquent friends in the back of the wedding, and I'm like I'm like waving the middle <laughs> ceremony. I'm, I'm I'm going like O H like like uh-huh. twenty one like W. <laughs> 17 are you are you you privy at all to the the current um i don't know why you would be but the current scandal in uh in like very high level chess where one of the players in a in a tournament oh i sure am where he's getting signals via a vibrating butt plug yeah via a butt butt plug that tells him the right moves you have all of your friends hooked up to butt plugs and you're letting them know what the score (laughs) of the game is through through including the group including the group and possibly the bride yeah they're they're all it's a it's a really uh the the wedding it's all vibes everybody's everybody's just feeling good going going nuts with it um it's uh it's good you're you're keeping everybody on tap you've got uh you've got like a little like a handheld morse code device in your pocket that you're tapping out the scores on you're you're actually doing play-by-play through it you're just, you're spelling and, out entire and frankly words. if you're one of my friends and, and you don't have a responsive enough hole to handle that sort of thing well you just can't come to the way <laughs> i don't know what to tell you yeah you're doing like the thing where it's like guy playing call of duty on a recorder you're you're like sending out messages using like a stenography computer at the wedding <laughs> everybody knows yeah. what the score of the game is and we're and trust me we are gonna have to stress test the system the night before mm-hmm 
Mm, yeah, the reception is going to be a messy affair, but you're, that's why you do it. That's why we <laughs> practice, folks. We got to get better. We got to work. We're gonna we're gonna watch the tape, and we're gonna get ready to go for tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Patrick. Well, well, well. Speaking of getting lubed up, uh, we have the Western Virginia Tech game coming up on Thursday night, huh? We do. Yeah, we got West Virginia Virginia Tech at seven thirty on ESPN. That's the most wanted section here for Thursday. Um, because I don't think either of these teams are actually any good, but it is a weeknight game at Virginia Tech that also includes West Virginia, and that is that's compelling. I like that. I like when these two teams play, and I really, really like weeknight games in uh, in Blacksburg. But I think that that's kind of the main oh, yeah. appeal here. I don't think that this is going to be an especially important or really even good football game, but uh, I do like that. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, this is a game that you just know, like, there's a fan getting pissed on like outside of this game. Mm. Like <laughs> there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Someone wants to pull that thing out and pee on another fan. Yeah. Um, it, which is all we can look forward to about this game. Cause the, like, the actual ball itself is going to be pretty terrible. Um, these are two lost souls uh, wandering through, through honestly a hellscape of college football that doesn't want or accept them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just can't figure out how to be good again. Yeah. This is the, um, you know the 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 I think it's in. Have you seen Blues Brothers? Uh, yeah. This is the scene in Blues Brothers where they're fighting in the sewer. That's that's this game. This is a sewer fight. Mm-hmm. We love a sewer fight. Uh, we've got For the, sure. We've got the two. We got the teenage mutant ninja turtles here, and they're uh fighting whoever it is that they fought. I don't uh, not familiar really with that franchise beyond knowing yeah. about the turtles, but uh, they're fighting somebody. You're, you're the big rat. Somewhere. You're the you're the big rat. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the big rat. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the uh, that that is actually the meet at midfield dynamic. Is that uh, <laughs> you and I are the big rat, and then everybody else is the turtles that we're we're uh, mm-hmm. we're we we're bringing up under our our wings. Um, yeah. yeah, you can watch this if you like big rats, I guess, but that's, uh, you know, it's probably a, probably a channel flip game because the Guantanamo Bay game here is Coastal Carolina at Georgia State, 730 on ESPN2. Um, Georgia State is 0-3 because it absolutely loves to play exactly to its level of competition, which is great here because they will play to their level of competition, which means it's probably going to be a really compelling game. Coastal Carolina also absolutely loves to do that. Cannot get enough of playing down to teams that it should beat. Um, this is going to be like, like these two teams are inseparable. They are they are a uh, perfectly balanced teams to play against each other. Uh, absolutely no chance that this could ever be anything except for an extremely close game. No, hundred percent. Um, I don't know though. I I do think Coast Carolina is just executing a higher level of Georgia State's done, right? I think some of the Georgia State slander, which is a very probably over the top term. Mm-hmm. Uh but but the way some of the like the media has talked about Georgia State through the first three weeks, they were listed on that fucking moron Tom Fornelli's yeah. uh uh bottom twenty five teams college football list. Yeah. It's insane, right? They played competitively with two power five teams. Uh, they they got pulled away against in the first game against South Carolina, but very nearly beat North Carolina arguably should have. Yeah. Um and uh, they lost by one point uh, to Charlotte. Like this team has played pretty well through three weeks. I, I think this line is a little generous to Georgia State. I think Coastal Carolina um, just does a lot of the same things at a much higher level, right? Like yeah. I, I think that like Coastal Carolina is just a, a better coach football team. They execute better, they're more familiar with their system, which I've been a little young. Um, I, I think this minus two for Coastal is kind of a bad, a bad line. I, I think Coastal's going to win, but I do think that there is a, a possibility of, like, I don't know, that secondary is not very good, and and Georgia State can throw the ball. Georgia State does have, of the things yeah. that Georgia State does, I do believe in Darren Granger, generally speaking. He has been pretty good so far this season, even if the, the 
record doesn't necessarily reflect it. Um, and so I do have some worries about that. And uh, Georgia State has a very good uh, defensive tackle as well. And I want to say Thomas Gore, which can be really helpful against Coastal Carolina because you can kind of blow up a lot of shit that they do on the inside. Um, yeah. So I, I think Georgia State can keep it close. I do think Coastal is going to win. Coastal should win. I mean, there's not really a good reason if you're Coastal not to win this game. But if you lose this game, come on. Yeah. They. They. Uh, I. I. I just don't know that they're really the kind of team who's going to blow anybody out. And I. I don't think that that really changes here. I, I think that this is going to be a pretty compelling uh, watch yeah. and probably more entertaining than the the other the other option, which I would usually probably just use as like a you know during commercials jump over to the virginia tech game just to just to check it out watch the opening right watch the intro because the you know the the inter sandman is always cool even if they uh, stink out loud and so i think that that's probably the best way to consume that um yeah well i will say really quick i, I want to just point out for this season georgia state may be the team with the the, the most ridiculous like actual record to quality of team result yeah uh just looking at the rest of their season uh you know they have, I mean, obviously they've already played North Carolina, South Carolina, Charlotte, 0 3 to start. They're probably going to be 0 4 after this week. Then they go at Army, home against Georgia Southern, <laughs> at App, home against Old Dominion, at Southern Miss, home against UL Monroe, at James Madison, at Marshall. Yeah. They could very easily go like 3 and 9 and, and like, or 2 and 10 with a schedule. Yeah. And and still be a pretty decent football team, all things considered. Yeah, that's that's the Sean Elliott special. He loves to do that. He cannot get enough of of like underachieving what his team talent probably is by like four games. They uh, Georgia State the last couple of years has been like seven and five, six and six, and probably good enough in the Sun Belt in a you know other, in other circumstances had they not blown it early in the season to be like ten and two. Um, and, yeah, they uh, have. And, I mean. Like back to back to back bowl appearances, back to back bowl wins. Yeah, and this year they're gonna get fucking dumped on. Yeah, they're they're gonna end up. Yeah, like they're 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 going to end up like three and nine or, or four and eight, and they will quality wise probably be closer to eight and four. Um, just uh, I guess maybe just don't schedule so hard. <laughs> that would be kind of the only advice that I would offer. Is why are you playing two power five teams and also? Is there an Army? argument for that? Like, do, do they need that much of a budget for their like rest of their schools? Like, most schools seem to be fine just playing one. Like, why do you yeah, have to play two? Dude? I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what their financials look like, but the only other schools who really have to do this are like the bottom of the barrel max schools. Like, uh, Akron does this. Kent State does this. Kent State really does this. Kent State does this more than like anybody but i don't know do I they don't... just do it because they're used to doing it though yeah I, I, like i don't know how many fucking sports do you have what do you what, what are you what are you doing that requires that you're spending that much money didn't you weren't you given a stadium you didn't even have to build turner field it was just there i don't i don't know i don't know where my, all the money is at georgia state because i can't i can't imagine that they're spending like a ton on football it seems like they're about standard for the Sun Belt. Um, so I don't know why they need to do this other than just, it's a thing to do. Um, I don't know. I, I doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, Friday, September 23rd, Guantanamo Bay game is Virginia at Syracuse, which is a reflection of the games on Friday. Um, mm. but this one's at 7 PM on ESPN. I don't know. It might be kind of fun to watch Sean Tucker and, uh, and Garrett Schrader against. Yeah. I mean, Sean Tucker was displeased in his performance this past week. Yeah. Understandably. So you gotta, you gotta think that we're going to get a, uh, we're going to get a, an upset Sean Tucker here after, after he was displeased with his performance. That's not a man you want to see displeased. we're going to get a smiling Buddha, Sean Tucker. He's going to post a picture of himself, like face shopped on. (laughs) Um, that's what we need. We need to get more inventive, uh, touchdown celebrations. I need like, I need 
like foot college football players referencing like uh classical art you uh-huh. know what i mean like I, I need someone doing like uh you know like an aphrodite pose mm-hmm. uh of some kind i need <laughs> you know what i mean i need i need shit like that i need the last supper as, as yeah I, I i would like one where like a uh you know after scoring on like a statue of liberty play the the quarterback poses like the statue of liberty and then the running back yeah. falls to his knees like in the planet of the apes like <laughs> they, they, oh that'd be good that would be... how about an edward munch uh, okay edward munch celebration uh-huh I, i'm, I'm maybe, they... how about a uh like a like a video drone style where one player a very small player is tucked away in another player's jersey and then after a touchdown he pops out of the jersey <laughs> yeah uh, that's good that's good dude uh, that's that's the old uh, 12 players on the field way to, to break the rules they don't even know i've got a very little man in my shirt <laughs> what um what if we like allowed players to bring guns on the field okay yeah that that, that could yeah that could work <laughs> That is actually, uh, there are there are some FBS conferences where you can just do that. Nobody's nobody's yeah. going to stop you in the QSO from bringing a gun onto the field. There right. are no referees. You could just do that. What are they going to do? Yeah, you you score a touch. It's, this is a good move here. Someone should try this in the AAC. Mm-hmm. You score a touchdown against Navy, and you do a twenty-one gun salute afterwards. Yeah, I, and then and then if you if you get in trouble, you can just say, "I thought this was the American. I thought that <laughs> it's, it's an American rule that you can bear arms." I don't know what to tell you. I have a concealed carry. Yeah. It's in my other but, pocket. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, a simulated twenty-one gun salute touchdown would be a such celebration would be really fucking <laughs> funny and pretty easy hell. to pull off. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Who was that? Um, did you see that the football player who who beat Navy? Oh, who was that early season? You know what I'm talking about? Um, I I don't. Was it this season? Uh, hang on, hang on. Give me. Let me let me get. Uh, this hold up yeah there, there are um, a lot of ways that seconds. you can there are a lot of ways that you can go with this i do think that we need to as a uh, as a culture we need to push for more inventive celebrations uh after after touchdowns not necessarily um, it was a delaware player okay oh so this was this season then yeah this this season um oh god where's it at uh, no, this isn't the right one. ESPN is the wrong one listed. But Delaware Damn. player like said some shit. Oh, he said you might you might think I'm Korean the way I'm beating up the Navy. Oh, I did see that. The tweet. Yes, yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my god, that was... <laughs> He oh, was honestly tuned in for that that's one. That's was... so good. <laughs> my, my man's referencing the frozen chosen reservoir after he beats Navy oh, on the road. That's oh, unbelievable. Shit. We got a history major in the mix right there. <laughs> that's so sick that's awesome uh, yeah the love love that so uh yeah anyway we're looking forward to sean tucker uh <laughs> pulling out a gun after scoring a touchdown against virginia yeah do you have any predictions this game i, I think syracuse probably wins right syracuse yeah is i think Sy- I, it seems like virginia is not very good so i think syracuse probably wins yeah um, and the idea of like I, I know it's been it's been said ad nauseum here but like we could really could have a world where like you know we have five and oh Syracuse like six and oh Kansas five and one Duke yeah like, it's awesome like this is yeah it's it's really cool yeah Oregon oh. State's really good like yeah man yeah this is also uh, I'll mention briefly um because we have talked about this before this is the Robert and Abel I believe uh because because yes. uh, Virginia for some reason decided that they didn't want him anymore and gave him to Syracuse and uh as it turns out, Syracuse actually has a really good offense this year relative to where it has been, and Virginia is uh, dog shit because it hired Tony Elliott, whose offense is 
bad, just a bad system that doesn't make any sense. Um, so this will be fun for Virginia to sort of watch as its uh, former star quarterback continues to struggle in a bad offense uh, across yeah. from its former coordinator who is coordinating a good offense behind Garrett fucking Schrader at quarterback. It turns out it doesn't even are, matter. You could just put in. Are you at all there. worried, though, I guess, about the fact that um... – I don't know. I think like Syracuse really got outplayed by a lot last week and had no business winning that football game. They just happened to like hang on long enough. They could they could close late. Like I'm gonna be really got outplayed a lot by Purdue. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not worried about any part of this game even a little bit. I I could not it, honestly. This okay. is going to be maybe the least impactful thing that has ever happened in my life. I could not. <laughs> I could not care less. It, truly, this will be maybe on, but that's it. That is that is the All most right. that I am willing to engage with this football game. Um, All right. Most well, most wanted, uh, Nevada. Jesus, Nevada. <laughs> oh my God, uh, Nevada at my Air- man said Nevada. Nevada. I was I was thinking Navy because they're playing Air Force, but uh, no, not Navy. Nevada at Air Force, 8 p.m. on FS1. Air Force with a chance at a bounce back game. Um, I think Nevada's bad. I I I'm, I know that they started two and one, and that that uh, people are oh well, there maybe maybe they're a little bit more than we thought there. But like I think that they're one of a couple teams in the Mountain West that is coasting off of playing uh, nobody, and I just I don't think that they're very good. I, this is on. This is football product to watch, and Air Force is in a is in a you know an important spot here. But I think Nevada's bad. Yeah, no thoughts. We're good. Yeah, no fly list. Uh, speaking of no thoughts, Boise State at UTEP, 9 p.m. on CBSSN. That's it. That's the entirety of my opinion on the game. It is on and it exists, and that's it. That's not my problem. None of my business. Yeah, it's a ball game. Um, Boise State looks pretty bad uh, so far this season. UTEP um, does not also look good. Yeah. Uh, Someone has to win. Somebody has to win, folks. That's the rules of the game. Saturday, <laughs> September 24th at noon. It's the, uh, the I don't want to fuck up saying this. Is it Abu Ghraib? Abu Ghraib. Abu Ghraib game of the week because we're going to be as locked in as we can be. It's Clemson at Wake Forest on ABC. Um, banger. Banger right here. This is sort of. Uh, here's, a, here's a funny guy. How about how about the Abu Ghraib prison guard who like is really evil to, to... – you know, local citizens, but takes the time to pronounce names really well. Uh-huh. Like he's like, you know, he like, yeah. It's just important. A man's name is all he has. <laughs> like he's really, it's like, you know, like a central Asian, like uh, Islamic pronunciations are very important to him. He like learns specific local dialects of Arabic, but mm-hmm. he's like, you know, just also still a murderer. Yeah. That would That's be kind of a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would be, that would be cool. Um, how about, uh, how about this Paddington three and he's an Abu Ghraib and he's trying to fix up Abu Ghraib. What do you, what do you think about that? Okay. You, you have what any about, interest in that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about, how about Ted and it's Mark Wahlberg and Ted, uh-huh. uh, and they're, they're saying how Abu Ghraib would have gone down differently if they were there as one yeah. of the terrorists. Yeah. Like uh, as the terrorists, like they're, they're getting arrested yeah um, on some like weird hijinks so they get too drunk in boston so i'll end up in afghanistan mm-hmm. i do like that that is uh <laughs> damn i should have never smoked that shit now i'm at abu grave yeah, yeah that, that's uh, <laughs> me and my uh talking teddy bear uh lois you got to check this out <laughs> this, is, this is crazy um yeah that yeah. would be that how about, would be how about good. instead of uh instead of thunder buddies um I'm mm. trying to think of it. They're, they're, troubling, um, troubling information to know that you also have seen Ted well enough to remember Thunder Buddies, <laughs> which I, I do as well. Thunder Buddies was a, was a meme <laughs> that was everywhere for five years. Was again? I don't I don't it, remember this. I I know you're right, but I, you were, I don't. Because you were uh, eight. Yeah. <laughs> I I would have been. I was online at that point. I remember seeing uh, like vaguely. I remember it, but it was not impactful enough to to really stick with me in the way that some of the other yeah. things of the time were. 
Um, well, if I can circle back to last week's point about the Cookie Monster Girls, which again I was absolutely vindicated on. Everyone, yeah. everyone agreed this was real. Mm-hmm. Um, they love that movie. They love that movie. <laughs> Can't get enough of that movie. Can you can, can, can you guys believe this? The teddy bear cusses. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that whole just like epic swearing thing, like yeah, uh, maybe even well before that. But um, what was it? Happy Tree Ant Monster? You yes. were talking about like Happy Happy Tree Friends. Yeah, Happy, happy Tree, tree Friends. friends yeah, yeah. It's, oh my um, god, the cartoons are uh, beating each other with with uh, yeah. baseball bats. Holy shit! And if you're the kind of person that like loves like any kind of animation, truly to this day and age, like uh-huh. you're doing that same epic Reddit bacon. Like there's mean cartoon shit. Like uh-huh. it's all the same. <laughs> Thing. it's all the same thing it's all the exact same thing folks you heard it here first uh, we need to just ban animation until we figure out what the hell's going on uh, it's much better to rewatch mad men every two months that's much that's i much love better. doing that yeah. <laughs> i've seen every episode of mad men probably five times yeah. i'm i'm the guy you're making fun of right now i, I know that was what i was that's yeah. what i was doing <laughs> yes. yeah but exactly i mean whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> other shows too dude <laughs> oh i remember happy i remember watching happy tree friends because i was 13 at the time and that is who it was for but doing that as an adult yeah. is very funny uh, dude, i bet it was out way earlier than that i bet that came out in like the early 2000s we, it was it had a uh it had a resurgence because it was on netflix or, okay. or one of those um that oh, was how episode we one it. came out in 1999 Jesus christmas Eve. christ yeah no that that uh i was not watching it at that time i was um Recently, it came back on G four is what you're yeah, talking. About. I was I was recently born at that time. That would have been a couple months after I was born. So the, yeah. you got to think too. You watch G four? You old enough for that? I'm familiar. I, I'm familiar with G four. I, uh, I I was actually just scrolling through to see because I was curious what was on TV recently because I don't really watch actual TV anymore outside of. Is live it still sports. on? Uh, G four is still on. It is included in the YouTube TV package, and they appeared to be showing what was once a YouTube video that they have just moved onto television. Um, where it was like one of those uh, like vintage game review guys uh, that that used to be very popular in like 2011. They were just showing like, yeah. YouTube videos on on TV, which is I, very I briefly cool. I briefly identified as a gamer from like I'd say about like <laughs> fifth grade through like eighth grade. I would uh, say I was pretty uh-huh. like gamer culture, yeah, um, which is pretty pretty tragic, obviously. But also looking up here, it turns out it closed and and at the end of 2014, and they relaunched it in 2021. Finally, you know, they, they brought they, back they, they, board, like, that is so funny. Like like uh, they they saw. <laughs> they're like, well, we got to get one of these PPP loans. What do we? What do we do? I don't want we relaunch G four. <laughs> yeah. What do we start it back up? That's so crazy to to bring it back. Why were? Why would you do that? Why would? What would be the value? In, oh, we got to get G four back. That's crazy. That's uh, you gotta love that. Um, I, I, you know, I'm sure. Of course, the famous person who's I'm, I'm really fucking up this podcast, but uh, it launched the career of Olivia Munn. You know that. Huh? No, I did not know that. That's that's very strange. I don't know what to do with that. Oh, I remember when she joined the channel, and of course, at the time, I you know, I mean, you know me, yeah. I was I was a horny little eleven year uh-huh. old. Yeah, you're, you're I was just... like, oh, I need some Olivia Munn on my TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, the two big ones I recall are Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb, who hosted Attack of the Show together. Okay, um, those are two names that I just I saw. I'm, I'm looking at this noble personality G4. Just struck my brain. I mean, absolutely immediately. I was like, "Oh yeah, these are like these are these are core people." In my memory that I remember vividly from the time. Yeah. Uh, 
See, yeah, yeah I, I would have been, I was a little bit behind this. I, my uh, era of like watching a bunch of video game uh, like content would have been just a couple years after G4 was in its prime. So I, my, most of my yeah. stuff was done on YouTube. Um, and Patrick, if I, if I recall correctly, one of the original sponsors of G4 was Homefield Apparel. Isn't that's that right? true. Yeah, I believe that Homefield Apparel is actually a, uh, a, a sort of a founding member of the new G4 network, I believe. I, I think that that's, uh, that's something that, that I, I've actually heard is very important to them is uh, reaching out to the, uh, quote, gamer community. And uh, we're still trying to figure out what that means. We're still trying to figure <laughs> out exactly what that looks like in 2022. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, uh, you have, you know what? They're they're the they're the they're the company. They're the vintage collegiate apparel company, and uh, they make the they make the decisions. They make the big bucks for a reason, folks. And so we're gonna take them at our word. The official uh, clothing outlet of G4 is Homefield Apparel, and it's also right. I, I believe I guess the official uh, clothing outlet and the only clothing outlet of. Uh, of uh, of of uh, flipping the field, the show, the mm, the, the show that that's we do, the show we're on. The show yeah. we, the, we're on. The, uh, What's the I, website we do? It's I think it's Meet at Midfield. I think so. That sounds right. I yeah. did earnestly kind of forget the name of the show there for a second. Um, but the the website I do know about. I think that's Meet at Midfield. Um, yeah. And uh, you can you can at least in part support Meet at Midfield by buying home field and using the code meet at midfield for 15% off your first order. Um, you right. can also of course support meet at midfield by giving us $13 a month to read our stuff and to listen to our podcasts and to go on the message yep. board. But, uh, if you've already done that, you can go to homefieldapparel.com and use the code meet at midfield for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, and all subsequent purchases, that's not my problem. None of my business. Do, right. do what you have to do. Yeah. Get your cash up. Um, what's cool, by the way, this week, I don't know if you saw this, uh, 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 Homefield Apparel is launching a like uh, it's a celebration of the the first two uh, black players who integrated the Mississippi State program. Hmm. Um, but I believe they're they're doing a teach both sides the controversy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. releasing they're releasing Bull Connor Alabama shirts yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's it's something for everybody. You know, you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> isolate anybody. You don't. <laughs> When anybody feel left out, <laughs> and if you're saying that Homefield Apparel doesn't support Paul Connor, I, I'm I believe you, but I'm just reading the copy they sent us to read off here. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> The copy made sure to uh, to establish that I need to make it sound like I forgot the name of the show. That is that was uh, yeah. I don't know why they really mentioned that, but uh, that I won't ever remember that actors. was that was within the copy. Yeah, we uh, we both graduated from that uh, the the you know improv school in Los Angeles that produces like eighty percent of the perverts in the world. Uh, we we both came from there. Yeah, you say UCB. We're both big UCB guys, and so that's yeah, uh, and that stands for University of Connor Bull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connor Bull, which is uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, that is actually uh, what Mississippi State's changing its name to, and it's <laughs> it's weird because nobody was like saying that Mississippi State was the one who che- needed to change their name. I'm not sure why they're changing their name. It was kind of the other one that was causing problems, but uh, you yeah. know, it's uh, I guess you got to be proactive about it. <laughs> you that time that like three or uh, there's one in specific we all know about, but there was a couple of, like uh, Southern. Uh, like college football people who got really mad when people were at Ohio State making jokes about uh, Williams comes to Sherman mm. and, and the march to Atlanta. You know what I'm talking about here? I, vaguely. This this would have been like, God, this was like 2014 era posting, right? This was like around the. If you were crying because because someone was a little too aggressive, someone did a little war crime in the Civil War. Shut yeah, up, dude. Shut like, up. We didn't even have the Geneva Conventions yet. Yeah, get, get over it. Listen, and we, also they deserved it. Yeah, everybody always says this, and this is true. 
when the war when the war is being held on your own turf, there's no such thing as a war crime, buddy. That's just you know <laughs> what? If the police didn't stop him, it's not a crime. That's all I'm saying. It's it, that's yeah. that's that's uh, that, that's just national law right there. There's no national law that says you can't burn down cities. There's nothing that says you can't do that. You're no, allowed to do not. that. If they don't catch you, it's not illegal. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's that's, that's arson is like one of our finest traditions. One of the only things we do in the United States that's cool. Like, yeah. Other countries do not have near the level of arson that we have. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the phoenix capital of the of the universe. This is the the yeah. country that regenerates from whence it was uh, from whence it once came. You know, it it emerges from the ashes anew, and that's uh, that was all that was all he was doing. He wasn't doing anything else. He was just uh, he was you know seeds need heat to grow, and he was just uh, he was tending to the land. That's all. Um, and of course, it is important to note as uh, as as some other national college football podcasts will gladly tell you, the real racists are actually in Boston. That's where the real racists yeah. are. They're in the north, and that's honestly a really cool meme. We should we should keep doing more of too. Like uh-huh. I, I think that's like so awesome too. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's cool. It's cool to do. It seems like you're really taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, well, uh, actually, they're racist too, and it's like, wow, that's that's uh, so sick, dude. Wow, um, it seems like you have the brain of like a twelve year old. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, homefieldapparel.com. <laughs> <laughs> Use the code meet at midfield for 15% off. Um, yeah. Uh, game of the week. Anyway, haven't talked about it yet. Probably should. Admiral Clemson- Graham game of the week. Yeah. We are 90 minutes in the podcast and not discuss the first <laughs> noon game we're talking about yet. Um, Close to Wake Forest. This is good, right? This is this is compelling. Yeah. We like this. We've been looking forward to this one. Um, it will be a, a truly a glorious day for us at Flipping the Field and, and in turn for the nation if Clemson is uh, dumped here, if Clemson is, is inserted into some sort of pine box uh, by, mm. by Sam Hartman and by Wake Forest. Clemson a seven-point favorite on the road, Winston-Salem. Man, that doesn't – I mean, like, I get it that it's Clemson and they have the helmet and everybody thinks that Clemson is still a playoff contender, but, like, has anybody watched them play this year? Because they haven't looked good once. They have not yet had a performance that looked good, and I get that Wake Forest hasn't really had that either, but, I mean, Wake Forest can score against Power 5 teams, and I don't know that Clemson can really – I mean, these guys were playing well into the fucking third quarter with Georgia Tech. Is this yeah. serious? Like, are we serious here? I think people felt a little more comfortable because they they pulled away, I guess, towards the end. Like you said, it was 14-3 at the half, uh, and I believe... I think it was 14-10 at one point in the third quarter. Yeah, let me take a look here. Yeah, it was certainly 14-10 at one point in the the third quarter. Uh, As late as uh, 10 minutes left in the third quarter, it was 14-10. Yeah. Uh, It was still a one-score game with four minutes left in the third. Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, like, that's a really, really bad performance. That's really bad. Georgia Tech's defense is not good. And I like, I, I don't think right. that – I don't know. I don't think that it's better than Wake Forest's defense. I have to think that Wake's Forest de- Wake Forest's defense, while not good, is more competent than Georgia Tech's. And Clemson had a lot of trouble with those guys. Yeah, Clemson punted six times and fumbled once against Georgia Tech. Awesome. Good um, good stuff. Like I just, I don't know, maybe it's No, I mean it's not like the it's not like the the Wake Forest defense are exactly world beaters. World no. beaters here either. No, but like um, and and like, I get that that uh, there is always the possibility of whenever we think that a a traditional national power is actually not very good that they will make us look stupid, right? Like Alabama loves right. to do um or Ohio State or or whoever. Uh, and like that is always Clemson's more talented. Clemson is absolutely more talented. That defense is 
good, certainly very good, uh, especially in the trenches. I don't know. I would assume they have Brian Brzee back for this game. I, I don't know that for sure. But um, you that, that, I mean, you saw the news, correct, about his sister? Yes, yes. They, they were without him last week. I don't know that he is back this week. Um, but even if he's not, they still have five stars at every position on the defensive line, and that's always going to be an issue. But, like, I don't know. I think Wave Forest is just better. I don't think Clemson can score. I don't think they have any good players on offense. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, I mean, I just don't see much from them, like in terms of what they're doing. Um, like there, I mean, there really aren't any marks where they're very special, right? Like yeah. they're they're kind of just out here like playing football a little bit. Like they're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. They rank fiftieth currently in offensive FEI. Um, I haven't seen the SP plus rankings this week. I didn't check on those, but like they're not moving the ball efficiently whatsoever, right? They're getting some chunk plays here and there, which is okay. And like, I don't know. I tend to think it's a lot It's a lot less easy to get those chunk plays when the other team is moving the football on you, right? Yeah. When you're not getting into a rhythm and playing playing on offense, like drive after drive multiple plays at a time, you get into a real groove when you're doing that. I think if you're like, if you're Clemson um, and, and Wake Forest is moving the ball on you, you're not going to be nearly as, you're going to be much more disjointed this game than you have been in previous games. Yeah, and I, I think Wake Forest has... Uh, at least relative to most of the teams that Clemson are, is, is going to see this year. Wake Forest has an offense that can adjust for a talent disadvantage, uh, you know, has a has a system that can sort of make up some of that ground. And so I just I think that this is pretty well suited for a what would be an upset, what would technically be an upset, what would be an upset in the, the public perception. But I think here we're pretty you know, uh, pretty sure that Wake Forest is just better. Like I think Wake Forest is just a better team than Clemson is. I don't think Clemson's very good. And so I, I, I have Wake Forest in this one. I think it would be glorious. I think it would be wonderful if Wake Forest goes and, and wins this game. And then uh, what is it next week that, that Clemson plays NC State? If NC State just ended this nightmare for all of us next week and got Clemson out of here so we don't have to think about them anymore. That would be awesome. That'd be really cool. And I'm sure that's just knowing the historical clutchness factor of the NC State football mm-hmm. program, too. I'm sure they're going to follow through for us. NC State loves to deliver. I've always said that. NC State is yeah. always delivering. Uh, Man, whatever whatever that under is in NC State Clemson, we have to bet it. Yeah. 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 That is that is the <laughs> that, that is that is the uh, the cheeks. That's clinched, the non Iowa yeah, under. Yeah. That is the cheeks clinched game of the year right there. <laughs> it's like that. It is. It's uh, Dave Dorn is he's got like a fucking uh, like a clothespin back there trying to keep everything shut he is he is he is terrified he is deeply deeply frightened um <laughs> mo- most oh, wanted man. most wanted baylor at iowa state on espn2 and duke at kansas on fs1 i'm grouping them together because i don't have a whole lot to say about baylor iowa state um, I think Baylor's better, and I think Baylor will win. It is interesting insofar as it is going to be a conference game for Baylor, and we can s- sort of see what these two teams are. But I'm not—I don't know—I'm not that interested in this. This was a this was a you inclusion, so mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it to you. What is the? Yeah, I mean, basically, like I'm I'm just a little worried about what Baylor's offense is doing this season, right? Like Jeff Grimes historically has kind of figured out kind of what he does, but. I need to see that Baylor actually trusts Blake Shapin to run this offense before I think they can win a game against even a decent opponent right now. Uh-huh. Um, they're just shooting themselves in the foot by not opening up the playbook. It's kind of the same thing you see, I mean, from a lot of teams, basically, right? Like, where they're they're so scared of having a turnover by throwing the ball downfield, they'd rather just hamstring their offense entirely instead of taking the rest and see what happens, right? Yeah. You have to learn about your quarterback. And I think until Jeff Grimes kind of takes the reins off of Blake Shapin a little bit and lets him learn, um, this is going to be a very limited Baylor football team. And Baylor is better than that. Like they, they are capable of, of 
still everything that they want in front of them. They can still win the Big 12. They're still 100% going to be competitive there. Yeah. But you have to win this game, and you have to do it by trying to play football, right? Like You can't let fucking Hunter Deckers beat you by a war of attrition. That's embarrassing against Matt Campbell. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, this would be this would be probably the most heartbreaking loss of the week for flipping the field specifically. This is a devastating loss if Iowa State yeah. wins this game. That's this is well, that's this week's version of uh, NC State Texas Tech from last. That's week. what I was going to say. Cannot we cannot afford we got, this. We, we can't afford this whatsoever. We have to have to have them win this game. Um, uh, and, and then Duke at Kansas, which I mentioned a second ago, um, the, the, to come into the season thinking that this was going to be included in this list would be asinine, but here it is. Uh, Kansas. I mean, is, knowing us, that crazy. We might have talked about it anyway. Yeah, but uh, Kansas is. I don't know, maybe I'm overreacting, overreacting to this, but like I don't know this. I think this is a subjective thing. I think Kansas is like the team that I have enjoyed watching the most this season. Not just because I like the story, but like they're just fucking fun to watch. They're really fun to watch. The offense is really, really cool and well designed. Um, I have I have written about it ad nauseum already, and I'm sure I will continue to. And so, like, this is probably where I'm going to spend a decent amount of time at, at noon is I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to watch Kansas's offense. Um, and then Duke quietly has a pretty decent passing attack behind, uh, what is it, Riley Leonard? Um, yeah. Like, there's – I don't know. I, I think Kansas wins. I think Kansas is better. I don't, I don't believe in Duke quite as much as I believe in Kansas. Kansas has beaten – at least one legitimate team and, and a, another Power Five team. Duke does not have the same, the yeah. same bona fide. Duke's big at this win point. is Northwestern by the same margin that that Southern Illinois beat them by. Yeah, right? so like, I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not terribly impressed by that. It's like it's like Northwestern Temple and then some other made up school. Um, one one of three made up schools that Duke has played against. And so like I think Kansas wins, but this is just fun. I'm I'm glad that this is a game that yeah. is important enough that we can list it here. I'm happy for both of these teams that it is. I will say that uh, the, the one thing that has me a little bit worried, I don't think it's going to make Kansas actually lose, but maybe a sweatier game than we anticipate, is what a lot of what they've done is just simply out-coaching and confusing teams, right? Like most teams Kansas play, and their players don't know where to go when mm-hmm. Kansas on offense. They have no clue where the ball's going. You can say a lot of things about Mike Elko, and people have said them uh, in closed door, behind closed doors and yeah. in public, Yeah, but you can't accuse him of uh, of not having a well-coached defense, right? His units are always very disciplined, very well-coached. That's what he does. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to hit the ball in front of them. I, I would be surprised if Kansas was getting any kind of major explosive plays. Um, but they can move the football in, in, in short yardage as well. Like, Kansas is not afraid to do that and have sustained consistent drives. Um, so I'm very curious if this happens, if Kansas can stay disciplined better than Duke can, because um, someone's going to eventually overreach here and get greedy and fuck up and lose this game. And it's just a matter of who does it first. And, yeah. and I think it'll be Duke, but I'm curious to see. Yeah, I think that this is fun in kind of in a, in a way similar to how a lot of G5 games are fun, where talent is relatively equal and you understand that these are not like title contenders or anything like that. But um, it's just it's sort of a, a strategic uh, battle of sorts where we have two staffs that are that do a really good job of, of coaching up their specific side of the ball but also the team in general and so like i don't think there's going to be a lot of mistakes here i don't think that there's going to be a lot of penalties i think it's just going to be really yeah. compelling entertaining football uh i am this might I'm, be some trestle ball dude we might have some punts waiting today here we're, we're we're looking into it for sure um no fly list tcu at smu on espnu um smu the the the, yeah, a lot of use. The heat has come off SMU a little bit for me because I am sick of Tanner Mordecai. I don't want to see him anymore. I don't think he's very good, and I would like to see them free Rashi Rice with the uh, with the the inclusion of Preston Stone at quarterback. But 
Uh, I, I mean, it still seems like SMU is better than TCU, right? Like the, TCU has kind of gone under the radar here because they haven't played anybody, but I don't think TCU is very good. And so I, I, I think that this could still be compelling, but I think SMU is going to win. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I guess it's going to be watchable just because this is the highest likelihood game of the week and likely the season for there to be fist fights. Yes. Yeah, this is a, this game always yeah. has fist fights. They always fight each other. Yeah, and then you're adding the fact that Sonny Dykes left SMU for TCU in the offseason after mm. doing a lot of shit talking about how SMU is a better program. Um, someone's getting their ass. It might be Sonny Dykes. Someone yeah. might beat up Sonny Dykes. Very funny, also of of Sonny Dykes to do that to talk of SMU as Dallas's program for several years and then just like pull out a pull out <laughs> pull out a forty five, shoot himself in the foot repeatedly. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> What a moron! Such a dirtbag! Such a dirtbag, dude. Why would you do that? I get that when you're at SMU, you've got to do the SMU thing, but like, you can't do that knowing that if the TCU job came open, you would take it. You can't do that. (laughs) Just don't say anything about TCU. Also, why take this job? I don't even get like. Yeah. I, I, if I remember, I wouldn't have taken this job. Like he was, he easily could have been the favorite for Nebraska this year if he wanted it. Yeah, Nebraska, or even another Big Twelve job in the state of Texas that was open this past season. Why not just go to Texas Tech? Like you have connections to Texas Tech. I don't, I, I don't understand it. I get yeah, the TCU is a bad. better TCU is a better job than Texas Tech, but why not just stay at SMU? What is the like? You you could get a better. You could just jump to a better job. What's wrong with staying at SMU for one more year? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, I can't then, stand them. I'm I'm rooting for SMU. I'm not hopeful. Yeah. Uh. I I don't know. I, I I'm fairly hopeful. I don't think TCU has a quarterback, and I don't think TCU is very good in general. I've not seen a whole lot from TCU that I like. Um, yeah. And then Maryland at Michigan on Fox. Uh, you could name a score, any score here for Michigan, and I would take the over. And pretty much any score within 60 points, I would take the over for, for, for Michigan. This is going to be a, a bloodletting. This is this is classic. This is vintage Maryland football. If you don't like this, you don't like Maryland football, and that is a like a 66-20 to 20 loss to Michigan. They love it. They can't get enough of it. It is their favorite shit to do in the world. I, I will just say, like, a part of me here thinks that the first half Maryland line, whenever it comes out on Thursday or whenever this pod is released, probably might not be a bad bet, just in the sense that Michigan has not played anybody yet this year. And going from playing UConn, Hawaii, and Colorado State, maybe a slight adjustment to play in Maryland, who, say what you want, does actually have good offensive football players. Like yeah. Roman Hemby is a good running back. They have a, a pretty good slate of receivers. Tilly is not bad. Like, Let's just see Michigan defend anyone with a pulse. Like that play, uh, like players that would get FBS scholarships, other programs. Let's just see them do that first. You know. Yeah, I, I can, I can understand that, but there is also the the thing of like, Maryland's offense has not looked like that great. They didn't look that great against SMU's defense. That's not a great defense, and also. This is Maryland we're talking about. This is Talia that we're talking about. He can't. I don't think he can do this against good defenses, and I would assume that Michigan's defense is at least good. Like, he wasn't as disastrously bad against good teams in 2021 as he was in 2020, but he still wasn't good. He still wasn't doing anything against Ohio State or Michigan or anybody like that. Like, he's just not... I don't think he's on that level. I don't think that this offense is on that level that they could do that because, as we have talked about before, they're not doing anything different than what Michigan or Ohio State is doing schematically. There's nothing unique here. They're just trying to be more talented. And whenever you run into a team that is actually more talented, 
you will have no recourse for it. There's nothing you can do about it when you're a program that tries to do this. You just have to take your lumps and then move on and beat up on Rutgers or whatever. Uh, and so I think that Maryland is just going to run into that where, like, yeah, they have a decent skill core. They have they have some guys who are interesting on offense, but I have no reason to think that those guys are more talented than anything that Michigan has. I, I don't know why they would be able to outplay Michigan. They're not – there's nothing that they – No, no, no. I don't think they're going to outplay Michigan. I'm just saying the first half line is a little interesting. That's all Even that, I just – I don't know. I think that these guys are very easy if you are a team that has actual talent to just sit on. I think you can just smother them. I, I really – it seems like that has been the game plan for several years here, and it, it's – even in the first quarter, even when you're seeing a new thing, it's just not that new. It's like, yeah, they run the same plays that we do, and we know how to cover those against better wide receivers. And you know, just we're just gonna do that. We're just gonna yeah. we're just gonna sit on them. Um, well, I, it's possible, but I, I don't. Uh, I would not expect it personally. Fair enough. Fair enough. Af- um, afternoon, Guantanamo Bay, Florida at Tennessee, three thirty on CBS. Um, big game for you personally, big, big game for you. And in the, in the, uh, the path to see if Tennessee is actually good. They have certainly looked good to this is point. Is this really good for me? Like it could, it could be very bad for me, but could yeah. it actually be good for me in any way? Like I, I was saying, I was saying, I was saying, no, important, important game for you. Not necessarily okay. good for you. Not, not, uh, if Florida, you know, plays really well here and wins the game and Anthony Richardson yeah, I'm throws, sure that'll for, happen. Yeah. Yeah, throws for 300 yards, that would be, that would be bad for you. But um, yeah, I have really, I mean, I, I like, look, I'm st- like I said, I'm starting to feel bad for Anthony Richardson. Like, uh-huh. I, I have staked out a pretty hard line against him. He does suck. He's not going to be good in this football game. He's probably going to get benched in this football game. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have a ex client of mine is a fairly substantial Gators booster who said he's in a group chat with some other boosters and they are starting to um, see how fast Jack Miller can get back from injury to start. <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's the level they're at. Oh, and I'm God. like, brother, trust me, you would rather just hope Anthony Richardson figures it out. Yeah. Um, just run the ball. Just run the ball. It's fine. You don't need to you don't need to try anything with Jack Miller. You can just run the ball. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame yeah. in just running the ball fifty times. Yeah, I mean, but Tennessee is a really good football team so far this year. Like Yeah, they've looked good. The the, the pit game was obviously very nerve wracking, and I think like we said, that game if you play that ten times, probably goes five and five or six and four. Yeah. Uh but at the end of the day, Tennessee uh, has one of the best uh, receivers in college football and, and Cedric Tillman. Uh, and he's not even the leading receiver. Jalen Hyatt's out gaining him right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are moving the ball downfield at will. Uh, I believe they have like six receivers who are averaging more than 15 yards a catch right now. Um, they're hitting some explosive plays. Henry Hooker has been very efficient, averaging almost 70% uh, completion, 10 yards in attempt. Like he's just moving the ball very comfortably. Their running game is solid, but like you can throw on Florida. It doesn't matter. Florida, yeah. Florida can you can do anything you want to Florida and they can't yeah. stop it. Like yeah. Florida doesn't do anything. Like that that's the biggest point about Florida. You know what I mean? Like they played Kentucky, who I think is a very limited offense, playing without their best player. And like Kentucky still moved the ball fairly consistently. Like I don't know. Like what are we seeing from these guys? They suck. Like, what does anyone think that makes them a good team? Yeah, Florida was recently removed from the the cryogenic freezer, and it's like they're still not. Their bones and muscles aren't 
aren't really yet working and so you can just kind of flop them around like, yeah look at this guy <laughs> look at this shit i got him laying down on the table i'm just kind of wiggling his arms around he's like ah, quit it quit it stop it it's yeah. uh that's sort of what you can do to florida on especially with your offense against their defense um yeah, it's kind of like that yeah. it is kind of like that you're just sort of <laughs> flopping them around it's uh nothing wrong with that it's, it's just clean old fun right there just flopping florida around um yeah, yeah I, I think tennessee i think tennessee rolls here i don't know that it's like a I don't know that it's reflected as much on the final score as it as it will be within the actual game, but I, I think that this is not especially close um, in, in terms of like just talent level, uh, in terms of uh, quality of, of team. I think that Tennessee is firmly in the uh, good qu- category, and Florida is at best chippy, right? Flor- Florida has its moments, and that's about the best thing you can say about it. Yeah, I... Um... I don't have anything positive to say about Florida. I think they're an evil football team. It sucks. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, well, that's also fair. Uh, most wanted James Madison at app state three thirty on ESPN plus they are really pushing ESPN plus hard in the sunbelt. If you want to watch a good sunbelt game, you're going to have to get ESPN plus um, interesting game here. Interesting game for James Madison, which has started undefeated has only played two games, I think, but has not lost any of them and has looked really, mm-hmm. really good in doing it. Beat the shit out of Middle Tennessee. Just absolutely beat the fucking piss out of them. Um, App State obviously has been sort of a, a darling so far. Nearly beat North Carolina. Really probably should have beat North Carolina. And then did beat Texas A&M. Survived this past weekend against Troy. Um, just a just a good football game. Just a compelling, entertaining football game. I'm really interested to see how good James Madison is. And I think that this is going to be... I mean, it's among the best tests that you can get in the Sun Belt. This is App State is the favorite in the league at this point. If James Madison goes into Boone and wins, then they are the favorite. Uh, no, no question about it. James Madison becomes the favorite in the Sun Belt. Yeah. Did uh Did you see the videos of Chase Bryce helping people jump on the field I did. last week? I did. I thought it was very funny that he was only helping women. You, got, you got, yeah. You got to respect that. He is a Southerner. He is a Southerner. He knows what he's doing. Which, again, the whole thing about the South is just horny chivalry, right? That's mm-hmm. what they're into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chase, Chase Bryce is uh, the, he's the horny gentleman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he should brand himself that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, App State just plays heart attack games every week. It seems like they love yeah. to do that. Um, I'm rooting for them in this game. I I, uh, I almost went to college, James Mass. They were one of my like finalists. I don't know if I ever told you this. Mm. I was between it was Ohio State, Pitt, Florida State, and James Madison. I think the four schools I was deciding. We're very similar schools. A lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what can you do? What can uh, you do? <laughs> uh, Minnesota at Michigan State, three thirty on the Big oh, really, Ten. Really quick, sorry, sorry, sorry go ahead. Again. Uh, FCS Ryan was a pretty good character. If I got, if I went Ooh. to James Madison but still got really into football and became just an FCS guy, yeah, it could have happened. Yeah, because really they happened. They still would be, uh, you know, title contenders. You'd you'd still get to 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 watch a powerhouse. That would be very funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing what, what my four years they're gonna look like. Hang on, they might not um, have been quite on that level yet. They were getting closer to it though. Um, I'm checking it out. 2012 through 2016 uh i would have gotten there just after they lost in the playoffs and my um oh they would have won a championship the year after i graduated oh okay uh, but they would have made the playoffs twice while i was there under everett withers that'd mm-hmm. be pretty funny mm-hmm. uh then won a championship under mike houston obviously um 
That would be cool. Yeah. 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 Something to think about moving forward. In another life, we have uh, we have JMU underscore Ryan, and it's yeah. uh, it's a it's a true delight. Um, Minnesota at Michigan State, as I mentioned on the Big Ten Network, for some reason, um, just an interesting Big Ten game. I think it's going to tell us a lot about both teams. It's uh, questions about Michigan State right now after it. Uh, despite the final score, really, really just looked like shit against Washington. Really looked like a bad football team. Um, just nothing that looked like good to me. And then Minnesota is unbeaten, but hasn't really been tested all that much. Um, Minnesota can run the vo- can run the football, and that's an issue for Michigan State, I think. And and so I'm I'm interested. I think Michigan State should win, but I'm not sure that they're going to. I'm also I'm still. As I have long been on this show, I'm not convinced that Mel Tucker doesn't just stink out loud. I'm not. I'm not sure that Michigan State is actually any good. So I'm. Uh, I'm interested here. There's a lot I'm, I'm curious to see. Right, like Minnesota's pitching a lot of like, oh, are they the Big Ten West favorite Heat uh, for just playing absolutely nobody? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. uh, just absolutely nothing. I mean, like, we have. A- I'll say in their defense, the rest of the West has also played nothing, and they have lost to nothing. They that that's that's uh, true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but I mean, I guess we just seen like. I don't know. Like, did you learn anything new about Minnesota this season? Like, do we think no. Mo Ibrahim wasn't great, or like, do we think they didn't have a big O line? Like, those are just things we already knew about Minnesota. Like, yeah, yeah. It's my, like, I haven't. They, they, they just lost Chris Altman Bell. For, they just lost Chris Altman Bell for the season too. Yeah, uh, that's like a huge deal. Like, I mean, I don't know. The way you beat Michigan State, it's not by running football on them; it's by throwing over the top. And Chris Altman Bell was already the only receiver they had to go over the top, and yeah. they don't have him. So. The Tanner Morgan shuck it and pray specials. Like, who are those going to? Like a tight end? I mean, I really don't think that you have to have anyone at wide receiver to beat Michigan State's cornerbacks. These guys are atrocious. They are they are among the worst cornerbacks I have ever seen in the Power Five level. They are despicably bad. That that defensive secondary. It is it is a disaster. We'll see. I don't know. Um, I am looking forward to seeing if Michigan State can get Jacob Slade and that linebacker. I forget his name. Um. You know what I'm talking about? They're one of their star linebackers is out. Hard uh, to it's say. not Windman. It's it's not Windman or Snow. It's somebody else. Anyway. Um uh, Jaden Reed was the one who I knew was out last week. Jaden Reed was out last week. Jacob Slade was out. One of their starting linebackers was out. Um we'll see if those guys are back. Obviously, like Michigan State, not that talented of a football team as it is. And if those guys are out, they're having real trouble. Yeah. Um uh, J- Jalen Burr is really good for them this season. I don't know. Like, I think this is gonna be just a miserable Big Ten football game mm-hmm. because Minnesota is not going to be able to throw on Michigan State, which is the only way you can blow them out. So we're just going to have a 20 to 17 slog. Yeah. And someone will win. Sure. Um, I'll promise that. Yeah. Somebody has to win, folks. We can't say it enough. Somebody has <laughs> to win. Uh, Oregon at Washington State, 4 p.m. on Fox. Uh, interesting game for Cam Ward. We get to see him against a capable defense a, a, a capable defense and then for Oregon it's it's uh it's Bo Nix is it going to be good Bo Nix or bad Bo Nix we've already seen I think two good games of Bo Nix we're approaching the maximum number of games of Bo Nix that you can get that are good um just even uh, really good writers nationally are just starting to talk like Bo's having fixed after two weeks or whatever God, they do it every That's... year why do we do this every year like it, it's it's it, it college football media is among the worst uh, media apparatuses for just forgetting things that they learned a year ago. It's such a yeah. small sample size sport. You really can't afford to do that. I don't know why people go into every season and just completely wipe their minds clean of anything they've ever learned about any players that they watch. Like, 
No, Bo Nix is like 26. He's not any different. He's the same guy he has been. You cannot change at that point in your career. You are who you are. Bo Nix is who 100%. he is. We know who he is. It's it's not. He's not different. It's the same fucking offense. It's the same guy. It, it just, I don't I don't yeah, get it. What is the point? He, he, he put up some points last year on Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State to end the season. Yeah. Which, like, that's real hard, dude. Cool. Like, those are three of the worst defenses in college football. They're terrible defenses, almost unanimously. Yeah. Uh, and then he comes in this year, shits the bed against Georgia, but looks good against BYU. He looked okay against BYU, too. Like, I know he had five touchdowns, and that's nice and all. Like, the offense looked awesome. But, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think Bo Nix was, like, blowing the crowd away on any of his passing there. Like, it wasn't anything special I saw. I mean, like, it was a good number. Something wrong. But, like, did you see, like, I don't think he looked like an NFL quarterback playing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just it, you know he is who he is. Like I said, he is who he is. What he is is a is a capable FBS quarterback, right? I, I like. Yeah. I guess I, at his best, he is a capable FC or FBS quarterback. It's coming soon. The the bow game is coming very soon. I don't know if yeah. it's this week or or if it's it's you know a couple weeks from now. Uh, let me look at their schedule really quick and see what they play coming up besides this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see Cam Ward against this defense as well. I've not been yeah, blown away by Cam Ward that, to this he point. He had that – did you see that ball he had last week, though, that ball to the, the, the corner of the end zone? I did um, not. Oh, my God. He he had an absolutely beautiful throw uh, mm-hmm. for touchdown last week. But, like, it's just – that's that's who he's been is, like, this guy who makes giant flash plays and then just kind of has, like, not done anything else outside in the game outside that. Like, yeah. It's a, he's a traits guy. He's like well leveraged or something like that, which is mm-hmm. like fine. But that's not my preferred quarterback. But um, yeah, they get uh, Oregon gets a uh, Wazoo this week, Stanford next week, Arizona after that. Yeah. Then a slate. Uh, oh man, this schedule's terrible. I have I have but, just uh, I've just seen the Cam Ward throw. That is that's one hell of a throw. <laughs> that's a, yeah. that's a damn good throw right there. Cam um, Ward can can throw some special passes, and I, I guess I'm curious to see him. I don't know. Like this could be fun. I'll probably check this game out. Yeah, uh, worth keeping an eye on. If this uh, is going to be a legitimate, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, d- d- just just worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, it's going to be actually a good window. I think. I don't know. There's like when there's seven or eight games like this, some of them are going to be compelling. Like you just got to keep your eye on the box scores and, and flip as you need to. These, there's going to be enough compelling games in this list. Yeah, this is a this is a flip slot right here. No fly list. Texas at Texas Tech, three thirty on ESPN. Um, I kind of have that that feeling that I get around Texas sometimes, where it seems like this is one that they would really like to just blow it for no reason. Um, I don't know. Just something about Come the on. something about the energy of this game. I know that Texas Tech is not good. I know all that, but. This is Texas does this. Texas has a history with this sort of game, and so I, I'm not I'm not predicting it. I just kind of have that that inkling that this is a possibility here. I think Texas is more likely to do this uh, whenever like everyone's watching them, though. You know what I mean? This is like a Texas game. Like they do it like in an early window of the season, uh, whenever there's like some pretty bad games on, like maybe early October. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit too early in the year, right? No one's gonna watch this game until there are actual good games on, so no one's gonna pay attention to this. Yeah. So I think it's probably not big enough of a game for them to really fully text. They do have to play at Texas Tech, which is not fun to do. It seems like Texas Tech fans are back to uh, attending yeah. games, which they did not do for the last couple of years. Um, what a Mickey Mouse fan base. I'm gonna keep an eye on this one. I'm not. Uh, I'm not predicting anything. I'm just gonna keep an eye on this one. Um, Indiana at Cincinnati, 3:30 on ESPN two. The day of reckoning will finally be upon us for the dreaded Indiana Hoosiers. Um, no real thoughts on this as a football game beyond that. The day of reckoning will come finally. Uh, at long last, Tom Allen will be brought to justice for his crimes. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He will be. He will uh, be. I think he could be quartered, drawn and quartered in the field. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Luke yeah. Fickle, the heavyweight champ, is is absolutely going to put him in a leg lock. Um, Tom Allen has no fucking prayer, dude. If Indiana wins this game, I'll donate money to a charity in Bloomington. <laughs> uh huh. You're going to donate I, money I, to that guy who was in the sewer yesterday. Did you see that? <laughs> no. <laughs> was... I, no. I I hate charity. Mm. I, I, I do not like supporting the misfortunate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just get better come on just do better so, no so, self-improvement <laughs> yeah and listen i'm down as a reward if, you, if they win they'll get the money but if i mean if you don't win then look no one's getting help yeah nobody's getting helped so that, India, money is, it, that money's being donated to the cincinnati bearcats uh, athletic department yeah, <laughs> tom, yeah. tom allen if you care about the if you care about the less fortunate you're going to win this football game and if you lose this football game we're going to have to assume that you don't care about the less fortunate that's that's the that's going to be the takeaway um, do you think we can get a tax write-off as a company if we like meet at midfield.com gives money to the Bearcats football department. I think that you can, from what I know about American tax law, I think you can get a tax write off <laughs> from pretty much anything. If you are a business, uh, I, I think yeah. that that is, uh, I think you could literally like even just like expenses, like, Oh, I had to pay a salary. Can you, uh, give me some money please. And it's, it's yeah, sure. We'll give you some money. That sounds great. Yeah, we love, they love giving money out. Yeah. I, uh, I do really quick. I, I want to point out something that's nothing to do with our podcast whatsoever, but I just saw it. I thought you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually a team coming up next late to this. Um, have you been following Amon Ross St. Brown's like whole thing about how he got drafted yes. too late and he hates other receivers? Yeah, I, uh, I, he, he just, is. He's quickly approaching being very annoying to me. But yes, I have. I have seen that. I still like him because he's good. I liked him in college too, and I said he's going to be good. And I feel yeah. right about him. But uh, he <laughs> apparently in his press conference today said he was looking for Deami Brown, the former North Carolina wide receiver, on the sidelines of their game against Washington. Yeah. And said uh, he didn't see him. Uh, he said, I didn't see him in the game very much, did I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the guy The guy did nothing wrong to him. Just uh-huh. drafted out of him. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah, pretty that, good. That is, that is really funny. It seems like he's broke. I don't understand. I was looking in his pockets, and it doesn't seem like there's anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the mindset you want your receivers to have. You want them to be yeah. terrible people. Yeah, you do want your receiver to just be like an irredeemable asshole, just like the biggest <laughs> piece of shit you've ever met. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, Notre Dame at North Carolina is the last one here in this slot, 3.30 on ABC. Uh, some weird TV pairings here. Um, but we, we, you made the point, you, you were the one who put this on the list, and you made the point that I think is fair um, about this game, which is that if Notre Dame loses, Marcus Freeman's life will be ruined. This will ruin a, a grown yes. man's life forever if Notre Dame loses this game. This is the kind of game that puts you in such a hole of this job you will never recover from. Yeah, no, this is this, out- this would be this would be it for, for him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he'll, I'm not saying he's getting fired this year, He'll obviously still be the coach, but like it will put him into a tailspin as a coach that he will just never come out of. Right. Like, yeah, you don't really do this and survive. Like, I don't know, starting out one in four in your career at Notre Dame, one in three on the season. Um, and your only win is barely beating Cal at home on a last minute drive yeah. uh, with the backup quarterback. Cause the next, the several next several games, like how many wins is he Notre Dame scheduled this season? They go, if they lose this game, they get BYU at home next, not winning that game. They it's, go it's, home against. Uh, that's BYU in Vegas. Sorry, correct the point. Yeah. Uh, they get home against Stanford, uh, home against UNLV. They should win those two. That should give them three wins total in the year. Yeah. Followed up by at Syracuse, no, not winning that game. Home against Clemson, not winning that game. At Navy, that should be a win. Would, versus Boston hope. College at USC. Best case scenario, you're going six and six. Yeah, six and six, five and seven, something like that. 
you got to win this one. <laughs> you got to you have, you to, have win. to win. You dude. have to win this one, and and uh, and then also some more after that. You got to beat Syracuse. Got to uh, yeah. Got to do some stuff like that. Yeah. How yeah. how are they going to keep up in points? Like I think uh, we I know we like to hate on Drake May, and I do think he is a little bit Mickey Mouse, obviously. Uh-huh. But like, you think Drew Pine keep up with them? Like, how yeah. is Notre Dame going to win this game? Personally, I don't really hate on Drake May. The thing he said today was annoying, but I do think he's a good quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't. For I mean, context, like... the, the story he, the Drake the Drake May said today is that. Uh, people who go to people who go to NC State just couldn't get into Carolina, which is uh-huh. annoying, like baby shit to say. And he should be allowed to say it. Of course, rivalries are great, but like, uh, he's gonna get dunked on. Yeah, he 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 should say it, but also be a little bit more creative. Come on, there's 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 yeah. better. You call them some yokels. Call call them call them backcountry yeah. hicks. Like I want you to I, to make it personal. Really get into it. Yeah. yeah, really really get it. I want you to say some things about Tim Beck's family. I like I I want to <laughs> I want you to I want you to get in there. Come on. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like. Is Notre Dame's defense good enough to blank North Carolina? I don't think that it. I don't think it is, and I don't think that they. I don't think the offense is going to be able to score that many points. Like, what is? What do we think is the maximum number of points that Notre Dame can score against a Power Five team? If they're lucky, they get to thirty. Third. Like I mean, they get, haven't. They haven't done it yet. They didn't do it against right. Marshall. They, like you they, get. They, a, you like, get a good fumble. I don't know. Like yeah. Like you get an easy setup. You can get to thirty, but. More than that, bro. I I think that it's I think it's closer to three touchdowns. I think that they I think that this that this team is capable at its best of about three touchdowns, and and maybe they get a pick six something like that. But offensively, I don't know how they get more than like three touchdowns in a game, even against a bad defense like this. And I just don't know that twenty one is going to be enough to beat North Carolina. I think North Carolina can put points on the board. For as many annoying novelty accounts as we have in college football. Like we need someone who's just posting every sideline shot or, or rather booth shot of Tommy Rees that we get in a game all season. Uh-huh. Like I need to see every time he's like freaking out like a young Brian Kelly and his player. Yeah, uh, yeah. I need that. Yeah, I, I would love to see. I love to see an angry Tom. It's it's good to it's good to view. Um, evening Guantanamo Bay. The evening slate is not great. Uh, Guantanamo Bay game is Wisconsin at Ohio State, seven thirty on ABC. I am not of the opinion that this is going to be especially entertaining football. I think Ohio State's going to just roll them. And this, 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 uh, Ohio State has played this exact kind of game pretty frequently in the Big Ten. They usually have a, uh, like an early October or late September home game against a team that is considered sort of a tertiary contender in the league, and they just beat the fuck out of them. This at is at night, uh, especially. Yeah, at yeah. night. You, you get like Michigan State is in this game a lot. Um, you'll have sometimes a team from the West will come to Ohio State, and then it's, uh, you know, they'll, 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 be, they'll be sacrificed at the altar. Uh, and I think Wisconsin is just sort of the, the next version of that. Yeah. Here. I mean, missing missing two starters of secondary uh, this week, right? Like they they really the running game has not really worked yet this year, and also high pace run defense is working very well. Yeah. Um. I don't know. C.J. Stroud's making ridiculous throws. Like it. Like the the level of quarterback play we're seeing from C.J. Stroud is genuinely incredible. Like I I know you don't like talk about Ohio State in this podcast because you're a baby, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> but, yeah, but. Like watching the throws he's making, the windows he's fading them into, uh, is truly fucking awesome to watch. Yeah. Like, just the level of arm talent he's displaying, the level of decision making he's displaying, like the level of ball placement, especially. Um, I mean, I don't know the last time we saw a college quarterback play at this high level at this stage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he. It's probably it's Burrow, but like. He is even uh, Burrow was getting easier throws than this. I guess. Yeah, he he is Sorry. he is supremely talented. the The anticipation with which he throws the football is incredible. He it's uh, 
it is uncanny the way that he he is he is uh, he's playing. He's very very impressive, and it, it was very funny last week to see the uh, the sort of the stragglers, Ohio State fans, who I still have on my uh, on my timeline, watching them shift from talking about how fucking good C.J. Stroud is to then trying to talk about Kyle McCord. It's just like it's like watching a different sport. It's like, it's like it's just like oh wow, we just watched some of the most brilliant quarterback play you'll ever see, and then people were like talking about like wow, Kyle McCord, he sure does throw the ball hard. Wow, yeah, look <laughs> at a load of that. It he's, is uh, he's really throwing it, that it thing, is isn't making he? Me... It is making me really nervous that Ryan Day is protecting Kyle McCord so much and, like, will not let any other quarterback with the football. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know, dude. The guy, like, wouldn't do it last year with Quinn Ewers. Like, he would not let anyone behind Kyle McCord get a chance to, like, look better than Kyle McCord. And it's yeah. starting to make me nervous if he really wants to play Kyle McCord. Yeah. Can it happen? Cannot happen, dude. Ryan Day will will finally get his wish after he, he's been seeking it for years. Since he arrived at Ohio State, he's had – just one goal on his mind, and that's to get a white quarterback. He just wants a white quarterback. <laughs> he doesn't care about anything else. He just wants a white quarterback. And so uh, he has to keep Kyle McCord safe just in case. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's deeply important to Ryan Day that he can, he can, further, his, uh, he can further his culture. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ryan Day, he's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, you heard it here we- first, folks. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Are there any, like, is there any scenario? I, I know the answer is no. Any scenario where you see how Wisconsin wins this football game? Um, I, I guess if the Ohio state defense is not at the level that we think it is right. If, if the, uh, the Notre Dame game was not fully a reflection of, of what it is capable of. And that was more a sign of Notre Dame being incompetent. Um, and then obviously the last two games, I don't think have been especially instructive defensively. They've not looked as like dominant defensively as I think people were maybe hoping for. You can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seemed like Daquan Finn was yeah. kind of having what he wanted against Ohio state's defense in a way that was not expected necessarily. He, Although, he ran the ball uh, really well. Like, I'll, I, say, I, I think... I'll say uh, Daquan Finn is good. I mean, I want to, I want to make that point clear. Daquan Finn is good. He's a good player. Um, but uh, I, I guess that that could be, that's the thing. It's like the run defense is not actually on the level that we think it is. And Wisconsin's able to run, but it would need to be – I think Wisconsin really needs it to be a like a Notre Dame-style rock fight, and it just has a couple more things go the right way. But, like, I don't think that Wisconsin and Notre Dame are that different as teams. Yeah. I guess I would say, though, is Wisconsin got that game against Wazoo and it lost to Wazoo in that game. So, yeah. I don't think it beats Ohio State in that scenario. Yeah. No, I, I – yeah, I, I, I would not say that that is a realistic possibility, but that is yeah. – that's the path, right? That's is, the hope. Uh, I, I yeah. guess, like, Ohio State could, could just, like – the biggest way they could fuck this game up, and it seems like they're trying to do it from what, what they're forecasting, is play Cody Simon a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Simon's their third linebacker who's truly fucking terrible. Like, doesn't do anything in the football field. Is somehow getting pre- like press from Jim Knowles about how he's like a co-starter behind Steel Chambers, uh-huh. who was one of two good players that had the defense last season. Uh, and maybe th- one of three good players that the defense last season. And uh, look, if we let this monstrosity go on without personally like insulting Jim Knowles and, and, and Cody Simon, we're not doing our job as fans. Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing, old man? Come on. <laughs> like, we have a responsibility to end this sort of thing. Cody Simon can't play ball. He cannot play ball. He's terrible. And if they really keep him in the game, maybe they're just trying to fool Wisconsin and thinking they're going to play Cody Simon. They're going to play the actually good players mm. this game. I don't think that's true. I think it's probably not likely. But I don't know what he brings to the table, dude. And also, free Court Williams. Where is Court Williams, dude? Let him play. 
very funny to imagine Wisconsin watching film ahead of playing an opponent. <laughs> I don't think Wisconsin does that. I don't think that that's a thing that Paul Crist has has in, has in his repertoire. Like to, to imagine Wisconsin doing prep on specific players, like they, they that they know who Cody Simon is, <sighs> that seems unrealistic to me. I don't think Wisconsin knows who Cody Simon is. Um, no, I know, I yeah. know, but God, it just this whole thing just, as you can tell, just pisses me off. I don't know, man. We just gotta. We gotta let Court Williams play. Yeah, uh, most wanted Arkansas versus Texas A&M in Jerry World at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Um, this is always an overtime game. It seems like this is like literally every year this goes to overtime. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I don't think Texas A&M is very good, and I think Arkansas is good. Yeah. And I, I think Arkansas is going to uh, exact some form of, uh, of 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 retribution here for what Texas A&M has done to football in recent years. That sounds right to me. I mean, Sam Pittman is a beautiful mind and a beautiful soul Mm -hmm. and also just a beautiful man. Yeah. Uh, And he cares about football the right way. He plays it the right way, which is by having big, nasty offensive linemen, a big old fat quarterback, really good running back, and some mean wide receivers and tight ends who like to bully their opponents. Um, And Texas A&M has no dog in them, dude. There is not a single scrap of fight in this team. They don't care about football at all. No one who goes to play football at Texas A&M likes football. Yeah, te- Texas A&M is just like more talented Maryland. That's the ideal version of fucking Maryland. That's what they want. They they just want. Honestly, I think that's guys. right. Like they that's that, that's Mike Loxley's favorite player is just like a whole bunch of guys who are cowards. It's, it's wow. Yeah. This this coward sure does run really fast. <laughs> well, if we're being totally <laughs> that's good. If we're being totally honest, though, the best version of Maryland is just LSU, right? Yeah. LSU has never been well coached in their lives. They just get like a bunch of really talented players, and every one once every. 10 years it just works out they win a national championship by accident yeah but like the best version of maryland is lsu no team construction of mine whatsoever no culture just like well i guess we got good players this year yeah and win, win a title oh, uh, wow. a&m is is just like a shittier version of that yeah um, there's some other teams on the spectrum we can talk about and and everyone at a&m is on the spectrum mm-hmm. um <laughs> but, but they they put in max johnson last week who we called out as being the same guy as haynes king he yeah. is the same guy as haynes king was 13 of 24 for 163 yards, 6.8 yards per attempt. Yeah. Just nothing going on. Um, they have a great player in Devin Chain who is going to continuously get worse up the year because AM will never develop a passing game. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it'll just get easier and easier to load the box against them, which means no explosive plays. Yeah. If there's no explosive plays in the running game, they have no offense, which is what they've had all season. Arkansas can and will score. Um, they won't score that much because the AM defense is still awesome. Um, but I, I think they're going to win something like. I don't know, twenty-seven to thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I certainly, I certainly think they win. They're better. Um, I, I'm a little bit worried about what they did this last week against Missouri State, but I'm going to write that off as a fluke for right now. Um, I just don't see this. Kind of feels like a, uh, like, like sort of like Notre Dame, North Carolina. If North Carolina was much better than it is, and and Notre Dame was about the same as it is, like I think Texas A&M and Notre Dame are kind of the same team. Uh, Texas yeah. A&M is a more talented version of it, but also somehow worse coached even than Notre Dame, which is not well coached. Um, truly, it is it is difficult to be more undisciplined and, and just look shittier on the football field than Texas A&M does. They just yeah. they don't look like they know what they're doing. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that I think that Arkansas gets it done here. Um, <clears throat> this is this is not quite a Texas Tech, NC State, uh, or Baylor, Iowa State for us, but this this would be pretty damaging to our brand if Arkansas loses. Yeah, this is also uh, just just for Arkansas as it continues to try and <clears throat> establish itself as a power in the area. Getting a win here would be very very helpful for them. I think going into Jerry World and and pulling a win out against Texas A and M, where they yeah, uh, boy, they would love to recruit in both of those areas. They would love to recruit down near Texas A&M and they would love to recruit in Dallas and this is uh yeah. this is going to be helpful for that if they can win a win here we could very well be talking about Arkansas going 11-1 this season if they win this game yeah yeah I saw earlier there was a uh just like a 247 tweet about a, a five-star receiver who his he put out like his final list and was going to be announcing and I saw that included on it was A&M um along with some other schools but not Arkansas and it's like if you're a Texas kid right now who's looking at A&M as a wide receiver why would you not just look at Arkansas? But they're they're just doing it better. They're just, just like doing, they're just like it's pretty much just, you know it's a pretty similar area. Why not just go to Arkansas? What is I don't I don't understand it. I don't know what the I don't know what the appeal is. If you're a five star offensive recruit in going to Texas A and M, what is the value in that? It's honestly of like all of the good programs in the SEC West or like the soon to be SEC West uh, with Oklahoma or Texas, even like the good Big Twelve teams. A and M is the least defensible choice goes wide receiver yeah it's it's baffling it's really really strange to see guys like uh, like maybe like, it's better than auburn yeah, it's better than auburn okay more yeah. than that but like even i mean <laughs> lsu like kayshawn butte is going to be a first round pick is texas a&m yeah. going to produce a first round wide receiver ever i don't think uh, I don't... lsu has two of the i mean they have mike evans in the nfl i guess was a first round receiver but that's about that it. was like, that was that quite was some time ago also that was yeah. when they were running the air raid they are not running the air right. raid anymore right that's what i mean yeah lsu has two of the three best receivers in the nfl right with Justin jefferson and jamar chase like yeah like that's that's incredible maybe the two best receivers in the nfl that's that's awesome like yeah, yeah they put guys I don't get it. all the time auburn never does i guess auburn hasn't had a good player in years yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i mean like even if you just want to stay in the state like I don't know. I feel like Texas produces more wide receivers. SMU, TCU, Baylor. I, I don't. What is the What is the point? Why would you go to Texas A&M? Yeah. Why are How about you as a Oklahoma? Yeah, like, Oklahoma. Playing... It's right there. Oklahoma State. I don't fucking any of these teams. They all play offense. What is the sell for Texas A&M? You, know, you can come to Texas A&M. We're gonna go nine and three. Okay, cool. And if you just want to like be the big man on campus at a, at a weird school where like there's just a lot of hot girls for some reason, yeah, just go to Arizona State. Yeah, I yeah, I really don't. What is the it's it's not even like it's not like Texas A&M is like a cool place to be. It's like the most racist campus. It's they, they they're it's like, like the worst school in the country. Yeah, they're like winning the most racist competition every year. They're going out to the to yeah. the meets, you know, the racism meets, and they're 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 me, taking the crown. <laughs> me when I'm in a most racist most racism competition, and my opponent someone with Texas A&M, I'm yeah. shaking. I'm... Yeah, it's over for me. Yeah, the the the. Uh, <laughs> the and I went the to heat, Ohio State. Uh, yeah, it's it's over. It's over. It can't be done. They can't be beaten. They're the reigning racism champions of the world. Texas A&M is, and they've been they've been challenged many times, and they just keep defending the title, folks. And I just don't know why, as a five star recruit on offense specifically, you would want to go there. It's it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. And then yet they keep uh, keep doing it. Um, <clears throat> Kansas State at Oklahoma, 8 p.m. on Fox. Not as much excitement about this one as we would have had had Kansas State not lost to uh, Tulane. But I am interested to see what Oklahoma looks like against a competent opponent. Um, and I'm interested to see Deuce Vaughn, who did not have a very good game last week, but who I continue to believe in as good, uh, obviously, because he is good. Um, 
but worth watching. This this might end up being the most uh, entertaining game of this uh, this slot, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it could be good. I don't know. I, I'm pretty down on Kansas State after what we've seen from them now. Um, Oklahoma, I I think Oklahoma's pretty fucking good. Like, I, yeah. I, I really don't like to say it, but, like, <laughs> I think they've really figured something out there. Um, the defense looks great under Brent Venables, which no surprise. Uh, the offense seems really solving some problems now. Dylan Gabriel's doing the ball well. Eric Gray is starting to finally come on in his Let's 19th go. year in college football. Um, something I was hoping for four years ago when I picked him in a dynasty league. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens with Eric Gray, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think Oklahoma is like one of the six or seven teams that has a chance to win a national championship this year. I don't uh, think they have a chance, chance to win is... a national championship, but to go to the playoff, sure. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think know. there are like, three. I think there are exactly three teams who can win a national championship this year. Um, but there probably are probably true, but probably six or seven who can go to the playoff. And I, I would, I would certainly include Oklahoma among that bunch, probably as one of the favorites right now. Um, yeah, yeah, they're good, and but, I think they are. It's an awesome competition between them and USC to see who fucks it up first. Yeah, uh, no fly list. Marshall at Troy, seven p.m. on the NFL Network. Um, just that's really you, fun. We can we can see if either of these teams is good. Uh, I think Troy might be good. I don't think Marshall's very good, and this could uh, this could provide an opportunity to prove me right, or Marshall could bounce back after losing to Scott Leffler, which is not good. Not good to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't want to do that. Um, that's that's pretty that's pretty bad to do. Yeah. Um, we can just, yeah, don't lose to Scott Leffler. Um, Marshall, I don't know. Um, I think Charles Huff might maybe, be just not very good. At, yeah, at I was going to say, people will stop writing about Charles Huff as a candidate for like the Arizona State job for some reason if he yeah. loses this game. So I guess that'll be good. Like, there aren't 14 guys in line before him, if not more. Yeah. Um, yeah, no thanks. No thanks, this game for me. Yep. Late night, Guantanamo Bay, USC at Oregon State, 9.30 p.m. on the Pac-12 network. Uh, Inshallah, they will burn soon. Uh You're going to want to go to, uh, I think it's crackedstreams.com or something of that sort, and and you can can watch this one. Um, This is good. I like this. I I have made my my opinions on Oregon State very clear. I think they are good. I think that they will have an actual very real chance in this game. I think that they have the offense to keep up with USC and the defense to be uh, competitive. I I don't know that I would pick them to win at this point, but I think that they can absolutely make this a, an entertaining football game, especially at home. Um, should be a really good atmosphere. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping Oregon State plays really well. I think they can lean on USC a little bit. And, you know, USC is, has just been so good about just jumping all over teams, right, and just kind of overwhelming them with, with the options they have on offense. Yeah. I don't think Oregon State's going to be overwhelmed by seeing Travis die right in football, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I think they've been they pretty good. About but like, I, yeah, yeah, they're, they're right. well aware. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I don't think it's going to be something that really blows my mind to see that either, like, which, of course, matters a lot to these teams. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, Jordan Addison's been awesome through the first two weeks, the first three weeks of the season. He's been brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean – I don't know. If you prevent explosive plays to the safeties and just do what you usually do on run defense, keep this game as short as possible and try to get some drives put together. Oregon State's got a shot, get some weird turnovers. I don't know, like drop eight against Caleb Williams and dare him to throw the football. He won't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Uh, make him make him fuck up. Yeah, he's, um, he's afraid of it. He's very afraid of eight-man coverage. Yeah. He doesn't understand it, and just, he doesn't know what to do with it. 
just do what Fresno State did, except don't let your best players get hurt. Yeah, and don't uh, give up on the dropping eight guys because you think, oh, well, what if he adjusts? He's not going to. He does not do that. That will <laughs> not. not that will adjust. not be happening. Lincoln Riley also has never adjusted. <laughs> no, Lincoln Riley doesn't watch the games. He's just he's just standing there. His <laughs> his brain is elsewhere. He is doing something else. He's he's not. Lincoln he is Riley not just has a he just has a computer script that sends him the place. That's all he does. That's yeah. all that happens. Yeah, he's just he set the game already. He's he has he has already done his part. He's just going to be standing there. Yeah. He's not he is not paying attention. He is zoned out. That his ass yeah. is not watching the game. It's <laughs> he is the elsewhere. real brains behind that operation, as we all know, is Alex Grinch. Uh huh. Yeah, and that is why he should, of course, be the next head coach at any number of jobs. Apparently, he is. Why are uh, people doing that, dude? What is going on? Why are we calling Alex Grinch an Arizona State head coaching candidate? He what mu- are you talking about? He must be a uh, a C. CAA guy, right? He must be uh, like a Sexton guy. He I, works I, with uh, he 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 works with LeBron's guy. Um, yeah, he, works yeah, with, yeah. he works with Maverick Carter. Yeah, yeah. Is it uh, <laughs> it, it was the other guy, Rich Paul? Is that is that the mm-hmm. yeah yeah? He's uh, he's in that he's in that posse. He can't get enough. He can't get enough of it. Um, yeah, we're saying Alex Grinch to the barbershop. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, dude, dude, he's, uh, yeah, he's at the barbershop. He's telling everybody about Elizabeth Warren's policies and they're like, Oh my God, I've never <laughs> even heard of this woman. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think that's, uh, I think that that's absolutely a possibility. Um, the other thing here is I want to ask you, which national media guy do you think is most likely to uh, tweet out a picture of the stands here and, um, and and say, I can't believe that Oregon State wouldn't sell out this game uh, against USC, not realizing that they are doing construction on the stands and that you can't sit there. Um, it's all of them, right? It's all the same. They're all the same guy. I mean, what, what does it matter? It's, 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 you know, 20 of the same guy. The easy money is probably on Chris Vanini, I guess, right? Chris Vanini is probably the heavy favorite. I think um, that he knows. I think that he's aware of this going in. I think that I think that he, he I think I think he probably knows too much ball. For, well, it has to be okay. This. Let's think. Let's think through it further. Right? I it have, has to be someone who lives out west because the, these guys who live on the east coast won't watch this football game. I think um, I have. I think I have an answer that I that I that I feel in my heart, and he, I don't think he lives out west, but I just he might. I don't know, but I I just I can see this happening. I think Danny Cannell. I think Danny Cannell's going to do it. I think it's going to be Danny oh, I have, Cannell. I have his address if you want. If you want to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I. This feels like a Danny Cannell move where he's he's going to tweet out like all all you know upset. He's like I can't believe Oregon State's got this huge game and they couldn't even their fans couldn't even bother Danny to show up. Does have he does have the right mindset? But you're forgetting that he's never watched a Pac-12 football game since Pete Carroll left the division. Yeah, he doesn't actually know who is the head coach at USC right now. He just it blanks right. it from his brain. He doesn't doesn't know. Yeah. Danny Cannell is mostly just hanging out shirtless and, and Ryan Rosillo's gym. They're just hanging out together. Like him and Rosillo are just kind of uh, just getting sweaty together and hugging during the football games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta love all that. Um, Stu Mandel, I think is, is probably aware of the stadium construction. He loves that shit. He's a, he's a big How time about, freak for it. Um, have you ever heard of David Ubbin? Yes. David Ubbin yes. Is? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm familiar with David Ubbin. I think that he's a possibility. Oh, no, hold well. on. We're overthinking this. It's Roger Sherman. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. If he is not aware of the construction, although actually they did the thing where they like blew up the thing, so he probably knows about it from that because that's like the his brain is is only jingling keys, you know. It's like, oh well, something blew up, huh? <laughs> I I actually think he's kind of funny sometimes, like in a harmless cold retriever way. Uh-huh. But we do need to like hold him down and shave his mustache off. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the full. We got him hooked into the the thing that they do with the groomers, <laughs> 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 the harness. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're spraying we're him with the soap water. For him for <laughs> I'm doing that to every person who works at the ringer, though. Like we're just we're rolling them through. Like all those guys, we need to get their nails clipped. We need to we need to trim them down. We need to get them their summer buzz. You know, it's a uh, it's a dirty group. It's a dirty, dirty group, and they need some help. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, no fly list. Stanford at Washington, 10.30 p.m. on FS1. It's just not a great late-night slate, uh, and this is on. This is football that's on, and that's about the best I can say about it. I think Washington think Washington's was. good? Do yeah, I think good? Washington's pretty good. I, they're, they're better than Stanford, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If what, if they're, if they're like, if Michael Penix keeps doing this, it could be a compelling season in the Pac-12. Like, I could be looking forward to that. Like, yeah. With how disappointing Utah is now, like, getting Utah versus Oregon versus Washington versus USC, like, that could be kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Like, UCLA might win a game against one of those guys. Yeah, UCLA um, could still be, not. could still be something. If, if Wazoo makes an impact this week, they could be something. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's, uh, I think that that's possible. It would be really funny if, if the Pac-12 finally did pull it together uh, right after we gave up on them pulling it together. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, we like I will that. say this. Our next game here is Utah-Arizona State. One of these years, you were going to let me talk you down on the Pac-12 thing. You just have to trust me, brother. Mm-hmm. You have to let me talk you out of it no. and put in the built-in Pac-12 losses. We have to start doing that. No, Mm-mm. not going to. We, you, you... we do it in the ACC. We have to do it in the Pac-12. They're always going to do it. They're never going to change. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could just do that in every conference. It's, I think, I, Routinely, I think that we have like probably um, – Way more than fifty, or way way more than half of the teams over five hundred in college football. <laughs> like, yeah, like we have we have like eighty teams winning at least uh, at least seven games. <laughs> so, well, it's a busy bowl season this year. <laughs> yeah, it's well, a lot of teams getting involved. I don't know how they all got to this level, but uh, here they mm-hmm. are. Um, yeah, FCS getting the shit kicked out of it this year. Uh, so that is probably just an adjustment that we would need to make at some point is that, uh, most teams that we say are going to be like 10 and two are actually probably going to be like nine and three. Um, but, uh, who's to say, who's to say folks, like I said, when you're right 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time. Um, anything on, on either of these games here beyond just that they no, are, certainly that not. they are no. on. All right. Um, you, you guys know where all of our shit is. Meet at midfield.com. Uh, on Twitter, it's uh, at, at meet at midfield. Ryan is B1G underscore Ryan. I'm Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Yeah. Uh, field flipping is the show Twitter account. Um, yeah, and field... if you want my in-depth thoughts on Wisconsin-Ohio State, a little more from this past week, you can listen to that on the premium episode of mm-hmm. High Street Freaks, which you mm-hmm. can only listen to if you subscribe to meetatmidfield.com. Yeah. It's myself, DJ Burns, and Kevin Harris, both of the Warriors, uh, getting fucking freaks with the Bucks, getting mm-hmm. deep in the trenches getting absolutely nasty with the luck guys yeah um, that's what we're here to do yep and if you want to uh talk about the games that you are watching this uh this saturday with some perhaps some like-minded individuals some individuals who mm. see things the same way as you do uh you should log on to meet at midfield and go to the boards because we got live game threads for everything going on on saturday we don't have live game threads for every game that would be psychotic nobody would use it no. but uh we have a, we have a running thread for uh non-ohio state and michigan games and then we have running threads for ohio state and michigan games um as everyone knows those are the two most important teams in college football so we we want to do specific threads for them but um right. it's uh it's a cool time. It's 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 good stuff. It's uh, you know on an average Saturday, they're cumulatively literally well over a thousand posts. In those games yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's uh, I I think on it, it gives kind of the same 
uh, feeling that you'll get watching like Twitter while you're watching a bunch of college football, you know, where that's yeah. like, oh, Except shit. without all the freaks. Yes, yeah. exactly. Is that you'll get like, oh, shit, something's happening in X game or, you know, like somebody, somebody is making a joke or somebody's doing a take. But like it's not annoying. There's not like a whole bunch of people making the same exact joke or posting the same screenshot or uh, writing for the athletic or things like that. Like you don't have to worry about anybody <laughs> writing for the athletic. It's just uh, it's just regular. It, it, it actually just gets filtered out to like, you know, like if there's a good one of those jokes that make it through basically our subscribers quality filter, which is having a brain, uh-huh. uh, it will get posted on the board. You're like, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't see that. Haha. Yeah. Yeah. You like, could sort of, a, it's a, uh, our, our message board is like a coffee filter for good content. You just won't have to yeah. see all the, the, the fucking grains. Cause we got all of our troopers out on the, on the, on the social media looking, they're scouring the earth looking for, uh, right. for usable jokes and things of that nature. Yeah. You're not, you're not seeing Cole Kubelik post like, damn, what a war daddy after like two offensive linemen combined on a, on a, on a block, like in a run play and like ne- yeah. barely push someone down. Yeah. Uh, well, you are going to see that, but you're making fun of it. Like everybody else is right. right it's, it's, right. it's on there to be, to be punched upon like, uh, like a yeah. lot of, a lot of tweets that, that is, that is something that comes through, but it's quality for a different reason because, uh, of course the number one thing that Americans love to get to do is be mad at each other. We absolutely love to be mad at each other. And that is, that's so true. That is what the board is all about. And we are looking at developing um, very shortly the Meet at Midfield Only fans, which will feature Patrick Nude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want that to happen, we do have a number of mine first. got to hit it. So please subscribe to the site. Yeah, 69. That's the number, folks. That's uh, that's the only number that we care about on that, uh, on that specific site. Um, all right, cool. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>